Hey, hey, people. We back. Cross talk with the pink news. How you doing, husband? How's your day been? It's Friday. It is indeed. Uh, my day was cool. It's rather unbusy at work. Because everybody's saving their money for... Uh, Black Friday gifts where they were now they saving all their money for Christmas. I thought that was the whole point of Black Friday. No. Hey, some people still want to, you know, betray their responsibilities. Forget my car maintenance. Trying to get my gifts. You know, that's how people do. This is America. That's why y'all broke all the time. This is a heathenous country. Well, bless. Well, that wasn't quite what we were going to be talking about today. I'm totally just trolling, <laughs> but I'm serious at the same time. <laughs> So, Boo Boo is going to take the lead on this tonight. Uh, it was a topic we were talking about um, bringing up last time, and we thought tonight would be a good time to do it. Um, so, roll us in, Pinkney, roll us in. Alright, so, I think one of the undermined subjects or teachings or sermons or lessons or however you want to deliver it, um, one of the things a lot of people um, forget to talk about is the importance of community within the church. Um... Isolation is bad for Christians. Uh, not to say you shouldn't have your own alone time, but to try to live out the Christian lifestyle alone, by yourself, solo, it's just not realistic. I don't even. I wouldn't even say it's possible to be honest with you. Uh, one of my favorite things that kind of punched me in the forehead uh, one time when I was listening to. Uh, 30 minutes with the Perry's was when it was like when you isolate yourself from the Christian body you're actually being the least Christ-like as possible because as the Trinity that's three that's a triune God and that is, a, that is a community in a sense like when God himself you know at the beginning when he said let us make man in our image he was in a community so I thought that was pretty powerful when they put that on there shout out to them man if you do not listen to uh, 30 minutes with the Perry's you're missing out on some good edifying uh word there man they they got it locked down but that's another story uh but yeah I, I just this is just a subject that's important to me because um I just not just recently but I just think over time being a Christian um I've seen some things that or I've seen some Christians be affected by the lack of initiative they take to get plugged into a church a service and stuff like that. I, I once did a, um, I guess you could call it a lesson sermon. Uh, it, all of them just life lessons to me that are applicable from the Bible, but about the importance of community. Because, for instance, when when somebody comes from the world and the Holy Spirit moves on their heart, and you know they're converting to Christian, convicted of their sins, and confessing that um, Jesus is Lord with their tongue, and then believing in their heart, and it transforms their lifestyle. That's not the end of the road. Um, a lot of people just I've seen it and it, this shows how a lack of community slash discipleship is uh, can be detrimental to your walk I've seen people say well I've gotten saved now so um, I guess that check mark is good so I could just go do whatever I want and that just shows like a lack of discipleship mentorship and that's something you get out of a community of a church why do you think people uh, maybe like new um, 
converts, why do you think they shy away from diving into a community of believers? I'm going to be honest with you. I wish I could answer that question honestly. Uh, I have no idea. My wife waved her hand when I said that. So, I'm assuming you got a gym to drop on us. I ain't going to say that mm. as much as it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know how relevant it is right now. But being I was raised in the church and have uh, just experienced um, the ins and outs of relationships in church, I think probably one of the most common things I hear um is once a new convert kind of gets his feet wet and maybe is a part of a church at some point um there's hurts Mm -hmm. that take place and a lot of times it's well they're a bunch of hypocrites so why do i want to go and be around a bunch of hypocrites you know that's that's where um discipleship is so important but also realizing that um, our focus has mm-hmm. to be on Christ. Absolutely. If you start putting people on pedestals or start having expectations from people, um, you are going to be disappointed over and over and over again. Now, that's not to say that people get a pass. Nope. Um, but I can tell you probably the people that I've been hurt the most by have been Christians in name. And that a lot of times was because my focus was on them and not on Christ and not on my relationship with Christ. And in some instances, I'll be honest, I was being petty. (laughs) I was just like, let me be petty right now. That is okay. Uh, Which I will segue into, I think that's where you have to be very aware of the community that you're involved in as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because a, a community is labeled Christian, doesn't necessarily mean uh, it, it's the same idea that maybe you have in your mind. Um, I am very careful, I guess would be the word. I'm, I'm very... Um, discerning. Uh, discerning is one word, but uh, there's there's another word that's just not coming to my brain. I would, my, my close circle is small. I will okay. tell you that. I'm very... Um, I've been burned several times um and i think that i have found um people who i want close to me people who i trust um one i want them to challenge me i don't want them to always tell me what i want to hear Uh, and i think that comes with a a a time of maturing because most of the time you want people to tell you good stuff but Mm -hmm. if you want to grow as a person grow as a christian that is going to take some tough love sometimes and somebody not necessarily telling you what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm being petty about a relationship with someone in the church, then I want that close circle to be able to give their opinion sometimes and be like, you know what, girl, you're just kind of being petty here. Like, let's 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 really call this out for what it's worth and not just being like, yes, oh my God, let me take your side. No, that's not what it's about. Sometimes... I just want somebody to be blunt and be upfront with me because that it's uh, iron sharpening iron, yeah, right? Absolutely. So that's who I want in my close circle. Um, I also want people who I see are actively growing. I want to see people who are plugged in spiritually. It doesn't mean that their lives, uh, their lives are perfect, mm-hmm. or that they've got it all figured out. But I see that there is some deep rooted spiritual grounding there 
that I can pour into them, but they can also pour into me. It's not always so one-sided where you feel like you're having to always constantly pick somebody up. Count, like, yeah, you're constantly being that counterweight. Yes. Yeah, that, that's exhausting. That will wear you out. And that will, a lot of times, in, in some cases, it will cause some um, resentment to build up. That is a fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we've both experienced that before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can't be Christ for somebody else. You really can't, guy. Like, you, you can't. Uh, the foundational scripture uh, that I had to reference to was Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25. It's a complete, you know, thing. And let us consider one another in, to stir, in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of other ourselves together, that's the church, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So obviously, in the context of that scripture, it just references uh, Christ's words, the kingdom of God is at hand, constantly. It's not slowing down. I know that a lot of a lot of people here are saying, Christ is coming soon. And they just be like, well, y'all been saying that forever. But, I mean, it is. So, but um, I just, I think it just, because one of the big things for me, I guess this is just, as the man, the role that I play, uh, mentorship is a thing you get from church community. Because, obviously, you can't mentor yourself. I mean, there's self-study, mm-hmm. of course. You know, I'm not saying you can't read and comprehend on your own. But at the same time, uh, mentorship, there's also not just teaching, but uh, there's also accountability. Mm-hmm. You know? Good time. Yeah, hierarchy somewhat. Not to say that one sits higher than the other, because I've been, I've been rebuked and corrected by friends of mine. And I've rebuked and corrected friends of mine. So it's kind of a, like she said, our iron sharpens iron thing. And it's not necessarily the most comfortable thing. Um, you really have to swallow your pride with some of that sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, pride is something you got to kill in the Christ life in general. One, it's the very foundation of sin. Um, that, that's for one. And it kind of, and since that is the foundation of sin, everything you build on top of prideful actions just leads to destruction. But it can be so, um, so camouflaged. Yeah, it can. I mean, it really can. Like, we think of pride of somebody being very puffed up and out there and just, you know, arrogant. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Pride can be very camouflaged where things are going on that you don't even realize it. Like, there was a situation, I think, this week that someone in my close circle was, you know, saying, hmm, do you think because you reacted this way, maybe there was a level of pride that was involved there? And I had to, like, really self-evaluate. And I'm like, yeah, there was some pride involved in a situation I was a part of, yeah. And so I kind of had to do that internal digging and be like, hey, chick, you need to step down off your high horse. Mm-hmm. And you could have done that without a community of people. Exactly. Even if that somebody community was just one person. Somebody had to help me pull that out of me. And it was somebody that I trusted, mm-hmm. who I've seen biblical foundations uh, that they have, and someone who cares about me and my well-being, but cares enough to be able to tell me hard truth. Absolutely. Um, the growth of the Christian starts from just being plugged in and being in a community. Uh, like I said, I talked about this one time in the, um, I guess you could say the illustration or analogy I put in was like, because when you're going from when you're going from non-saved to Christ-like living, you're literally going from death to life. So, for instance, when a baby is born, 
there's a whole community ready to embrace that infant from the time that they're born. Like, if a baby was born and just left there, like, all right, you're on your own, it would die within, what would you say, a day or so? Like, I mean, the baby can't feed itself, you know, uh, can't nurture itself. It's things it doesn't know. It's literally new life. I mean, and you don't just know everything coming out of the womb. So just like that, going into the Christ life, the Bible says we need to be renewing our minds daily and dying of self daily. So, but you can't teach yourself that a lot of people, when they get saved, they don't even know what part of the Bible to read first. You know I mean, like they don't even have a focal point of growth or foundational point in the Bible to build off of. Um, that's why mentorship, discipleship is a very important part of the church community. But I think sometimes, too, right along those same lines, um, maybe that's sometimes where the church needs to do better with building a bridge gap there. Mm-hmm. I know there are there are some um, churches, organizations that will have like um new members class or i don't i don't know if it's called new converts or i had it when i did it was new members class there you go new yeah, members something like that um do you remember what was taught in that class uh pretty much genesis uh, I, and and no disrespect to them but that didn't necessarily that wasn't a good foundational point okay so good i'm glad i'm glad we went down this trail let's stay here for a minute okay so you as a new christian coming in to a new well let's let's keep this in perspective i was still a heathen at that point i thought i was saved but i totally wasn't but good good mm -hmm. case in point though yeah it's still Mm -hmm. a good case in point <clears throat> so whether you're still a heathen or not, you were still introduced into this new class, right? Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be for new members. Yeah. You really didn't feel like you got a whole lot of it. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You feel like something could have been taught that would have more awakened you, or do you feel like it was more of your mindset of you were still in the heathen mindset? So it really wouldn't have matter what anybody would have came with. Yeah, it didn't really matter because I actually I, I had a, a general sense of respect just been grown from my mom and just going to church so you know all the elders that were teaching me in those classes i was listening mm-hmm. i mean but i mean there was no genuine conviction of sin there mm-hmm. was no holy spirit acting in my heart there was no hardened heart turned to flesh or nothing like that i was just there because i literally had all the right answers to all the questions they asked me you know so but i mean other times when there are christians that go into those classes um and that's why, I like, one of the missions that are fulfilled in my little men's group, um, we get new people that just come all the time. Mm-hmm. And I have one guy who's not even a Christian yet, but he's searching for something. Mm-hmm. And I was just, uh, I was just thankful to God that through you know contacts in that group, you know, friends of mine, shot the rims, um, mm-hmm. he managed to come through because my brother invited him, and I welcome everybody. You know, everybody's welcome to this table to eat. I mean, so, um, and he was just searching for answers. I don't even censor them. I've had people... Now, I'm not saying just... If you do a discipleship group, just let everything go chaotic or whatever. But I let people be themselves Mm -hmm. in the group. I let them be honest. We set that kind of environment and that precedence. Like, if you're not even saved, I don't expect you to have a Holy Spirit living type of lifestyle. I don't expect your speech to be so. I don't necessarily want you spazzing cuss words the whole time either. But, I mean, I've had that situation. 
Uh, not where they spazzed out, but he just randomly cursed. And everybody kind of looked at me like, whoa. But I was just like, he's not. He's not a professional. He's not us. Christian. Yeah, you know. And even if he was, if he was a babe in Christ, there's mm-hmm. still a process that takes place with that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. my language was super spicy at first. I ain't gonna hold you. Until I got to them scriptures. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So, there's that. Salt water and fresh water. Not for saying spring. Talk about it. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Bliss. Mm-hmm. You're hilarious. Um, so, okay. That goes to say, one, we're not Jesus. Nope. So, we're not responsible for convicting someone. That is correct. <laughs> that is a very important uh, thing to recognize. You cannot save anyone. You cannot be Jesus. You can mm-hmm. witness. Yeah. You can talk about your relationship with him, but you are not solely responsible for someone accepting Christ into their life. And I think sometimes that's... Uh, uh, something that we know mentally, but we don't believe. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's almost like, I have to save this person. Yeah. Who made you Jesus? Yeah. Uh, you are. You cannot play the role of the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit convicts and converts people. Yeah. And that's at the will of God. The best and, we can do is pray for them. And I've, I've had that mental block, mm-hmm. you know, where I felt like the entire responsibility of saving humanity was on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Who made me Jesus? Yeah, I ain't gonna front. We had one guy in my um my little group, and uh, I used to work with him. Or well, not technically right next to him, but military person. And uh, I ain't gonna th- I ain't gonna front. One thing that kind of like somewhat makes me cringe is when people refer to Christianity as positivity, and I'm just like, I get what you're trying to say, bro, and I feel it. But his name Jesus. Like you know, I don't, you know, I don't. But I don't. But that's what I be thinking. Like I'll never say that out loud. We don't just practice uh, good vibes and positive. Yeah, I mean, no. If that that show thing, teach me how you pass a good vibe to somebody, because I don't. There's not been a manual put out yet. I'm just gonna put that out there. That's but, a whole nother Yeah, we can say that another time. That's a whole nother um, I could go rabbit trail off of that yeah. right now, but but yeah, yeah. so. Um, but like I said, just being uh, showing Christ-like character, um, being obedient to God, and just being the Christian that God has made you to be. I don't think all Christians are the same people. We all have different personalities, different worldviews, different things we can paint, illustrations that people can relate to. Our testimonies are different. These are all the things that you get within a community of a church that could open up Christianity or just the witness of somebody's testimony to open up the life of the person that you're, you know feeding into planting seeds to watering harvesting go ahead miss Pinkney. i have a question for you Uh-oh. i want to play devil's advocate a little Here bit she go <laughs> just cause i think it's an interesting topic hey you don't want to brought up the topic i'll play hey, devil's man, advocate. Let, let's go whoop, whoop. okay so what if somebody let's say a new convert yeah. comes to you and says i don't feel like i'm getting fed okay all right my first question would be um are you only relying on well no i'll probably ask them like in what manner like you talking about a church yes okay let's let's bring this church related i don't feel like i'm getting fed when i'm at church all right so when i was like what exactly are you trying to feed that's my first question 
What am I trying to eat or no, feed? No, feed. Because to be fed, you're eating something, but you're feeding something inside of you. Okay, so <laughs> then I'm going to be that no convert. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm trying to uh, understand how I can be more holy. Mm. You want to be more holy. Mm-hmm. So are you trying to put into practice what... Are you trying to be Christ-like? Are you reading the Bible? Like, I, there's just so many different things that I can go there. Like, I would just say, what's your... I, I'm going to just get get in this business. Not necessarily, to, you know, to pry or anything. But mm-hmm. I would just, like... I would ask, like, so what is your... Like, what is your reading regimen like? Not that there's a set standard how much you need to read a day. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of hard to renew your mind if you're not constantly diving into the living water. Uh, what if they say I have I'm having a, a hard under uh, a hard time understanding. Okay. At that point for me personally, if somebody came to me cuz obviously if they come to you saying that, they trust you specifically. Correct. Uh, all right, so for me, I would personally say, well, do you think you need mentorship or something like that? Do you need help breaking down what the word means? Because obviously nobody's just going to understand the whole Bible as soon as they get saved. So that would be my first question. And isn't that like, I think that's fantastic. Because I think that is where uh, the church misses the mark sometimes. Is we don't, we we may have, you know, these new classes that people can go to, you know, if they're new converts. But I don't know. It's almost like kind of what you said like it it, it's a it's a brand new babe in christ Mm -hmm. and they may need to get their footing you know what i mean that that's not to say that you're responsible for how their entire relationship with christ goes um but being able to take someone under your wing Mm -hmm. uh, be patient with them Mm -hmm. and also be understanding most of the time uh, because i can i can't tell you of a new christian who's never made a mistake yeah, I'm most definitely Christian brothers and sisters. Uh, as somebody who has made this mistake of ac- accidentally putting perfection on people, um, be realistic, but at the same time be accountable, because the Bible tells us to be accountable for our brothers and sisters in the Lord. So, but at the same time, be realistic. Yeah, and I th- I think too is understanding that salvation um, doesn't make you bulletproof. At all. In fact, you're probably going to get shot at more. Yeah, yeah. Quote so, unquote. Yeah. So I think it. I think it goes twofold of having a community that is welcoming mm-hmm. and inviting and patient yeah. and biblically founded. Oh my lord! If it is just a positive vibes club, that's not Christianity for sure. Um, but yes. also then a new convert or a babe in Christ or somebody who maybe is trying to grow. Maybe they have been established. They, you know, have accepted the Lord, but they've never felt themselves grow mm-hmm. into maturity. Then it kind of goes along those same lines of that particular person has to be open to truth. And sometimes, you know, some truth and love that you might not want to hear. Like mm-hmm. I, I have experienced that part, you know, being someone who was raised uh, in church all my life, I kind of had that whole pride thing. Of, I can quote you any scripture. I can tell you what the Bible says. I can tell you any story up in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So don't try to come at me and tell me what the Bible says, but I had to humble myself and understand that I don't know everything, mm-hmm. um, that there's areas that I need to grow in, and the only way I'm going to be able to grow is if I am open to criticism. Mm-hmm. 
open to someone saying, hey, let's look at it from this perspective. Hey, have you ever thought about, you know, maybe this is the wrong attitude or the wrong approach or how can we do this different? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, you have to have that in yeah. order to be able to grow. I most definitely agree. Um, I've been told that's a talent of mine. Um... Because, like I said, the reason I kept pointing or jabbing at being realistic is because I discovered that me and my own personal growth with the Lord at the pace that I was going, it was kind of fast forward at first, I ain't going to lie. But um, a lot of times, a lot of the expectations I had were unrealistic for myself and other Christians. So if you're discipling somebody, you can tell somebody the truth in love. But at the same time, I don't want to say love and y'all think that means water down the truth mm-hmm. because you can't necessarily cause somebody to grow if they aren't being stretched or challenged. There's a difference in somebody saying, what is wrong with you? Yeah. And saying, tell me how you feeling today. Yeah. First off, ain't nobody can walk up to me and tell me what's wrong with you. Like, I don't. Yeah, you're not. That's the difference in somebody just uh, you know coming at you with truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what's wrong with you? Something wrong with you? And yeah. trying to come at you with some truth and love. Yeah. Tell me how you feeling. Are you good? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Approaches there. That that'll be another subject right there. Yeah. I could, boy, how you approach. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> communication. I mean, I've seen it in myself. I will never exclude myself from being that bad example because I've been the bad example before, uh, even to my wife at times. Oh, um, Lord, y'all. Mm. <laughs> this is so sad. But it was there was a little streak going at one point where Eric would walk in the door and I'd be sitting on the couch working on some work or something. <laughs> he would look at me kind of questioning, being like, you good? And if I would wave that hand and just be like, I need you to go on somewhere, he's like, I heard. <laughs> They would disappear into the back room on the rest of the evening. <laughs> yeah, and I, cause I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like being yelled at. I have a, a history of anger, so I don't like to bring. Which I have never seen. I yeah, no, seen. because the Lord is with me. Glory. Mm, that's why. <laughs> and I think in slow motion. Mm, but. Um, yeah, but chess accountability is one of the most key, or I think one of the most important parts of community within the church. Um, like we said, mentorship, accountability, and, uh, what else? Along with that, um, with with the accountability part, especially like we are try we are to try everything by the word. Absolutely. Right. Test every thought every belief that you have by the word that is your first biblical foundation but also being able to come in and have discussions with other believers i think is very important because uh there there are some groups that i'm in where we can dissect a certain scripture or topic and you know each person has their own perspective Mm -hmm. and like the word of god just is continually alive and can just speak to you in different ways um but i think i have found more and more how important being able to understand scripture in context that is so important that's 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 another sermon too or another podcast episode too important like i can go back now and look at scriptures i completely took out of context i'm like oh 
wow, I totally missed the whole point in that. And like being able, like being able to be a part of a group Mm -hmm. where if somebody is taking a scripture out of context and you can go to them with truth in love and be like, Hey, how about we put that in context so we're not misinterpreting something? Because it ain't because I'm trying to pick on you, mm-hmm. but I love you. And mm-hmm. I want you to make sure that you're interpreting scripture correctly so that that doesn't become a snowball effect where you just pick and choose scriptures however you want to. Yeah, because... Like, let's have some respect there. Yeah, most definitely, because you can have great intentions Yes, with the scripture that you're taking out of context. Yes. But at the same time, it could lead to some... Uh, heretical type things it can but it also Mm. leads back to one of the biggest pride issues of all and that is matching scripture to fit you Ooh, also might need an accountable circle that's gonna be honest with you yeah true that yeah but um i i i just far as for me i just think community is that important obviously we've gone through some bullet points also one of the things the bible says is cast or sharing your burdens with one another upholding each other's burdens and things if somebody is actually going through a hard time it would suck if they were going through some kind of trial or moment of testing stretching growth and they had to do it alone sometimes that does happen but a lot of times some people do it or try to be isolated when they're going through that process and that's just not helpful to you and it could potentially deter you from even wanting to continue in this walk i mean so um i think one of the biggest people that have, has recently made the i guess they think they've made quote-unquote christianity cool is uh kanye west kanye west needs mentorship community a church community a close one and a loving one patient yeah a patient one a discipling one he needs all of that and it sucks because a lot of since he's out there and you know, well known every mistake he makes is going to be scrutinized to the highest degree it's so and it's it, it's terrible for him um and i don't want to just go into a kanye west way or rant right or not necessarily a rant but you know like a tirade or whatever but uh that's just an example um of people of why because a lot of people say he's been saying certain things and there have been certain things that aren't necessarily biblically correct that he's talked about but due to the fact he doesn't have community or a church knit group to you know teach him yeah you know, he's been he's, saved for what a whole month yeah you know I mean so i mean that's <laughs> i mean that's just an example i mean you know but like at the same time not necessarily we may be not as famous as kanye west or whatever but we can have those same type of uh negative impacts on i guess the people around us or new babes in christ or our community if we don't necessarily have the right discipleship mentorship community to uh, keep us in line not necessarily make that sound like some kind of a hierarchy or an army or code or something like that but we're just told i mean about jesus said before the last thing he said before he left was go up on all the lands of the world and make disciples as in plural as in multiple multiple and disciples don't just mean followers of christ Mm -hmm. it means being able to teach people how to correctly divide the word of truth that's correct and And don't stop at just getting people saved yeah at all so i mean it's just like we said there's just so much to 
community, accountability, discipleship, mentorship. Uh, just bearing one another's burdens, being there for one another, and just ultimately fellowship, man. I don't want to underrate that. Fellowship is needed, Christians with other Christians, because once you separate from the world, you lose a lot of friends, man. There's a lot of people that, I mean, if you you love the Lord now with your heart, mind, soul, you know, it's just you don't go back to the things that you used to do. But honestly, you can that can be more than restored and redeemed through Christ because someone mm-hmm. who is a fellow believer and and is working to grow in their relationship with Christ and really allowing Christ to just pull back all the layers and bring some true spiritual maturity and growth oh man to be able to just walk alongside that person yeah it's dope it is just it is that's the, how we that's how we started yeah it's the most mm. it's the deepest form of friendship other than like being with a spouse i think that you can ever have just somebody who is understands you on a spiritual level it mm. is just so awesome and it's like you've known each other for years yeah because that foundation of, for both of y'all is yes. the lord yes and to get to know the lord is to suffer yeah. because the lord suffered but not necessarily suffering like just uh just just to suffer just because but i mean there will be suffering this is a fallen broken world so and all of us can relate to it nothing is new to any christian we all face the same temptations all the things you know what i mean so and it's just also just to have a good community or a friend fellowship whatever with anybody in, on the lord that's close to you that you've grown a good friendship with good bond with in the church and just talk about things that you've been going through that's how me and my wife got started he won't on husband radar at all. Yeah, I, mean, I wasn't trying to be either because I wasn't. But that's all right. The Lord had other plans. And I was here making a podcast. Hey, hey. So, Lord, well, y'all, that is that's what we got. So go and find you a community. <laughs> <laughs> if you ain't got one, find one. Uh, tips. We can do tips. Right quick. Knock yourself out. All right. Okay. So, like my wife talked about earlier within the episode, is uh, the main, uh, I guess, characteristic of a church you want to go to is loving. Loving. Like, you see Christ like love exuded from that body of believers. But also, you don't want to sacrifice just pure love without theological, contextual teaching because without it you're not necessarily growing it's just it can be it can kind of be one of those hippie churches where everybody just goes and hugs god bless have mercy all right so there's got to be a biblical foundation that's there it's got to be scriptural there needs to be a balance of grace and truth yes being able to find a church like that that has a balance of grace with their understanding, they are loving that comes from a place of love that also has truth mm-hmm. that's combined in the two. I think that is a perfect mix of a church where you can find a good community of believers, biblically based, mm-hmm. grace and truth. Mm-hmm. And I will also say, Christian or person seeking Christ or a church body to investigate whether you want to be within this lifestyle or not. I don't even think I said it right. Whatever. If you're investigating churches, also understand that everything that the church tells us or tells you 
about yourself, even if it's in love, it can still sting. I saw a post on Facebook earlier. It says the truth only feels like an attack if you're guilty. The Bible is very, very offensive because it speaks to our offenses. So, but you can tell how a person delivers that to you, what kind of relationship they have with the Lord based on how they treat you with that truth. Because to inject this, inject a cure in somebody, I can stab them with the syringe or I can be pinpoint and accurate. But that's just another story. But yes, guys, that's all we have for you today. We appreciate y'all listening to us once again. We appreciate y'all's continued support. And uh, much love until the next episode. You got any signing out or out signing remarks? Bye, y'all. See y'all. Love. Peace.